This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Humans have long wondered if we're alone in the universe. The question has been the subject of countless science fiction films, philosophical debates, and of course, real life conspiracy theories. According to Pew Research, nearly two-thirds of Americans believe that intelligent life exists on other planets. And some people believe that aliens aren't just out in deep space, but that they've actually visited Earth. The conversations surrounding alleged UFOs and extraterrestrial intelligence intensified earlier this year, thanks in part to a NASA panel on UAP, or Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. The panel was not a research panel in the sense of here are dozens or hundreds of anomalous reports. Can you examine and explain them? It was more about the assets and the information that are out there scientifically and technologically, and can they be used through NASA to help support the examination of these phenomena? That's Paula Bontempi, the dean of the Graduate School of Oceanography at the University of Rhode Island. Bontempi has served as one of 16 people on the NASA panel studying UAP incidents, along with other scientists, professors, and even a former astronaut. So what exactly does UAP mean? At the conclusion of the panel, it stands for Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. But during the start of the panel, it was Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And the National Defense Authorization Act is what changed it from year to year. But because the panel deliberation was already underway, we stuck with the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena designation. One of the key goals of this report was to set a precedent for the examination of UAP incidents going forward. And while you may be picturing some kind of top-secret paranormal investigation like The X-Files, she points out that the group focused on information already available to the public. These reports came to the forefront of the news cycle earlier this year, when three veterans testified on the subject in front of Congress. They recalled viewing some of these incidents firsthand during their military careers. One famous mystery in 2004 involves a tic-tac-shaped object buzzing around the sky near a fighter jet off the coast of Southern California. So what could this shape be? It can be anything from your normal run-of-the-mill balloon or weather balloon. It can be something that people just see or gets identified in some way as anomalous and then reported from time to time. But things can turn out to be almost completely explainable the vast majority of the time. But what about those rare instances that can't be explained? According to Bontempi, these mysterious cases made up 2 to 5% of total UAP reports. So is this evidence of otherworldly visitors? Not necessarily. Bontempi believes this is a limitation of the methods and data available to scientists right now. In addition, NASA also concluded that none of the incidents suggested alien technology or intelligence. 
Interestingly, it didn't completely rule out the possibility. People ask me all the time, what do you think about extraterrestrials? What do you think about X and Y? I'm an oceanographer. I can't tell you anything about that. It's not my field. But the universe is an awfully big place for us to be alone here. And so maybe one day in that search for, you know, are we alone in the universe? We will actually discover something. But extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And so we will continue to look at data while we explore the unknown. One organization looking for that extraordinary evidence is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Institute, also known as SETI. As a nonprofit research institute, SETI is made up of about 100 scientists who take various approaches to searching for life beyond Earth. What we do and what makes the SETI Institute absolutely unique is that we're searching for life across the Drake Equation, which means that from life's origin and nature to the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. That's Natalie Cabral, the chief scientist at the Carl Sagan Center for Research at the SETI Institute. Unlike NASA, SETI isn't reading through UAP reports and looking for answers. Instead, they're constantly scanning outer space for potential incoming messages from advanced alien civilizations. They have a wide array of radio telescopes in Northern California ready to receive any incoming signals. We are listening with our radio telescopes and we are watching for laser pulses with our cameras. So these are scientific experiments. They have a method and they are repeatable. And we are doing this and actually monitoring the sky. SETI also looks for evidence of smaller, less advanced life, like microorganisms that could be hiding on nearby planets. As an astrobiologist, Cabral's work has included astonishing feats like free diving into volcanic lakes in search of life. She's discovered new species in these inhospitable climates that raise the possibility of life on planets that once had similar conditions, like Mars. I was selected as a member of the science team of the Mars Exploration Rover. So this is how I got involved with the mission. But at the same time, I'm always trying to think ahead. So I was telling myself, well, if Mars was habitable and if there was water there and lakes there, how life would have survived when Mars was transitioning? And what kind of signature would it leave in the landscape? How can I recognize that? Over the past 60 years, SETI hasn't yet found proof of life on Mars, and they haven't heard anything other than radio silence through their interstellar intercom. However, this hasn't deterred Cabral from believing that life is out there and that scientists could find something very soon. But why haven't we heard anything yet? And why haven't any studies of UAP produced any evidence that these anomalies are otherworldly? If something is really more advanced than us, are they going really to need spaceships to come here? What is their understanding of the universe? Maybe the signal is already all around us and we don't know how to pick it up. Cabral says that conspiracy theories about aliens and UAPs continue on because they're not only easy to accept without evidence, but also quite profitable. TV shows like Ancient Aliens have spent years and years speculating on wild theories, while the actual scientists looking for answers often get overlooked. What uh, angries me is that they are deceiving the public. 
And this is extremely detrimental for science because people, they are playing on this expectation and dreams we all have, you know, to answer that question, are we alone? This is a gold mine for these people. And then there is the discrepancy in the public's mind when you're telling them, you know, science takes time. We need to verify hypotheses. We need to do that. Whereas when you're listening to them, their what if questions becomes the observation and the conclusion, everything, you know, and they lead the next sentence with that conclusion that comes from nowhere. In order to lessen this kind of conspiratorial thinking, Cabral and Bontempi agree that we must destigmatize the conversation itself. Instead of turning towards science fiction for answers, those curious about aliens should look at the work being done by organizations like SETI and NASA. My hope is a report like this, in conjunction with the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, will one day bring forward something like an app on the smartphone or otherwise where people can take information and report it readily to an organization that would examine it. While right now, the question of are we alone still remains unanswered, Cabral remains optimistic. Trying to understand not the what, where, when, or who of life in the universe, I don't think necessarily is what drives us or our interest. I think that really it's about the why. Why do we even exist? Why there is this universe around us? Why has no answer? And maybe, you know, finding someone, something that has been evolving in the same universe, but very far away from us, from a different perspective, maybe they have another piece of that puzzle. To find out more about the SETI Institute, NASA's UAP panel, and our guests, Paula Bontempi and Natalie Cabral, head to viewpointsradio.org. This segment was written by our associate producer, Tabor Brewster. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. Our studio production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. This segment is brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights when you book through Capital One Travel, plus 2x miles on all other purchases. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Coming up next week. The gap between what they make and what we make has grown so wide that it cannot justify our current conditions. They can afford to pay us and we've had enough. The average U.S. auto worker makes $28 an hour. Compare this to the $21 million the CEO of Ford received last year. Then... We all live on a spectrum. We all get a little down here and there. We might all get a little anxious here and there. That's the human experience. Getting ahead of any seasonal affective disorder symptoms this year. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. 
Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints.